It's time for the Greg Campy Show, presented by RJ's Pub. Let's go live to RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Here's Coach Campy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Greg Campy Show. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. My name is Neil Rule. Listen to that. Just a thunderous, thunderous ovation. Of course, he is a coach, Greg Campy. Camp, how are you? If we hadn't come back from 16, do you think it would have been that loud? No. I agree. <laughs> you want the company answer or you want the real, the real life answer? Uh, the real life answer is no. Greg Hessen, though, back in our 1270, 97.1 HD3 studios. Happy to have everybody with us. Remember, you can get involved in the show as well. Send us a tweet with the hashtag AskCampy. We will get to all of those questions in and, and camp tonight. Very special guest here as well, coming up about 7.15. Uh, Pete Hovland, the swimming and diving coach, Michigan Sports Hall of Fame member. So, And, and it's going to be a little bit different too, Camp, because you're going to conduct the interview. Right. Yeah, and, right. and I'm looking forward to that. You're talking, what, over 80 years of coaching experience between yeah. the two of you. The only problem, Neil, is it's going to be at 6.15, not Or 6.15, I'm yeah. sorry. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> I'm already checked out. Yeah. Yeah. I, it'll be the first segment of the Greg Campy show ever that I'll yeah. ever miss, but I'll be sitting right here, though. Right. So, yeah. I'm going to let you go get a, a bowl of chicken uh, dumpling, dumpling soup, soup yeah. and I'll even pay for it now. All right. Because I know you don't eat unless it's free. So. Uh, well, yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> right. That, 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 that certainly is true. But, uh, Camp, uh, how was Saturday? Anything cool happened? Anything exciting happened? Yeah, it was a it was really a fun game. I mean, I, a lot of people were just talking about one of the best they'd ever seen, and um it was it, it's got to rank up there when we've won a lot of games where we've come back and things like that but to be down 11 with 230 i think left in the game uh and then just the way we did it and there were so many memorable plays that they're hard to remember i when i watched the the replay of it i'd forgotten about this and then uh the cleveland state coach and i had talked a little bit through text afterwards and his last text to me is you know what a what a beast trey townsend is to have your player like that dive on the floor to save the you know to save a ball to save the game and I didn't even remember that play until I watched it I mean with about a minute to go we missed a shot in the offensive rebound and it was going out of bounds and he dove and batted it into the backcourt and you know uh, I think it was Blake ran it down and, and we ended up coming down and, and you know without that play I doubt we win the game so um you know, there were just so many great plays, and Keaton making the two free throws. You know, I didn't want that foul called because Trey had the rebound and was laying it in. And, right. And then, oh, now we got to make the free throws, and then Jalen making the two at the end, the, the, the call that, you know, that it was definitely a, a breakaway foul that they didn't call, they wouldn't review, they wouldn't, you know, and, and we didn't get that. And, and then uh, we didn't foul with you know Jalen made two free throws they threw it to spider johnson you know their six nine center at midcourt and we were supposed to foul and we didn't and then the kid got a shot and i was like oh you know we're we're gonna lose this thing because you know we didn't foul but the the basketball gods were on our side i mean we made so many great plays and so many different players made huge plays and the big thing was they never quit and this team's never quit all year but especially in a game after what happened Thursday night, you know, to come out, we were inspired, we played, but again, you know, just things were going against us, and 
to do all that and come back and win it, it's it's a tremendous win. It's it's you know it's one that those guys will remember the rest of their lives. Uh, no no question about that, Camp. And and it was one it was one for the ages. There there is there is no doubt. And a lot of people are going to ask, and, and I don't want to spoil the, uh, the the Ask Campy segment, but I've had a ton of people ask. They've asked on the Ask Campy, where where does that one rank? And I know that the data is a little incomplete, you know, as far as how the season works out and things like that. I think that the the better the season, the, the higher they rank and things like that. But, you know, where, where does that one rank as far as the all-timers go? Well, honestly, um, and, and, you know, Coach Jones, Tony Jones said after the game, you, you know, we were walking back through the thing, he goes, that's the greatest win we've had since I've been here. And I just think we forget about all the – all the great ones. We beat Clemson at Clemson in the NIT. We were down 22 in the second half. Oh yeah, because that Pe- for my pe- money that's yeah, the one. People forget that. I mean that that's a ACC Power Five on the road in a postseason tournament. And Jalen Hayes know. got hurt and was out. Jalen Hayes was in the, at the hospital when we won the game. <laughs> right. Um, you know, so there there are many many games like that that we just forget. And in, you know, in, in the moment, that's one of the most exciting games I've seen. But we go back to Youngstown when we, in the postseason tournament when uh, they made two free throws with .5 seconds to go, which was probably a mistake on their part, you know, and, and allowed us to tie the game because if they miss the second one on purpose, the game's over. We get it. Bader takes a charge, gets two free throws, you know. the uh, We did the Oral Roberts game. We did that with the – there's just been so many great games um, in this season with this group, yes, it's a great one right up there at the top. But over the 40 years, it's 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 a great one, but there's been so many I, I can't really say. It's, it's like you're asking me who the best player to ever play at Oakland is, and I, I can't answer Or your that. favorite kid or something like right. that. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but, Cam, what, what is it about the arena? And, look, we, we know about the, the, quote, shooter's gym and everything like that and, and the, the pace of the games typically that are in there and just – I don't want to say weird stuff. I mean, just – Crazy stuff happens at the arena. Why? I don't know. I, I just, I mean, it is a shooter's. We built that thing 24 years ago, and that was one of the things I wanted in the building is to do everything. The baskets come out of the ceiling. They don't come out of the ground. Very few college arenas where the baskets come out of the ceiling because kids play on baskets out of the ceiling their whole lives, you know, until they get to college. So I wanted that. I wanted you know, the the dark seats, the, uh, you know, a dark arena is always a better shooter's gym. So I, we, we, it's like Pete's going to be on here. And, and when we built that arena, uh, we also built the pool. And I had, I was the acting athletic director at the time. So I was head of the committee to build it. And one of the, I still remember the meetings I had with Pete about how do you make a pool fast, you know, and, and, uh, it's the gutters, right, Pete? It's all the gutters. So, you know, we built the best gutters we could build on that in that pool because that's what Pete wanted. We wanted a fast pool. We wanted a shooter's gym. But nowadays, man, I mean, the worst shooting teams in the country. Cleveland State came into this game last in the country in three-point shooting, and they were five of six at halftime. They had 22 percenters throwing and, them in and, and stuff and, like that. Yeah, Wolders w- kills us, you know, and um, – Every game after game, people just shoot. and and the the people would say, well, you didn't you don't play any defense. They get open shots, but that's not what the analytics show. You know, 
we, we have analytics of everything that happens. And so if there were 27 threes taken, we know how many were highly contested, how many were contested, and how many were uncontested. We get those numbers. We know. And when teams are, sh you know, that, that shot that Arima uh, made with in 30 seconds to go the three as an 18% three-point shooter, um, Keaton was draped on him. He was draped on him. And the kid goes left all the time, so he was draped on his left shoulder, which is where he should be. Now he's a right-handed shooter, so maybe not as much pressure as it would have been, but we were expecting to drive with no shot time on the shot clock, and he still and it didn't, the net didn't even move. So I don't know why. Here's the most unbelievable statistic, and I might have mentioned this a couple weeks ago, is the free throw shooting percentage against us. In the league, teams are shooting 80% from the free throw line against us. It's, I've never... Normally it's 65, 68%. It's 80. And, uh, you know, they had 40% free throw shooters go four for four in that game. Yeah. And you know my opinion of free throws, that they're the, one of the most important part of the game. I think we won the game because we shot, we made our free throws. And uh, we shoot way, we made more than our opponents shoot. And we did that again in that game. And that was the saving grace for us. Uh, it is a Greg Campy show. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Remember, you want to get involved with the discussion, hashtag AskCampy on Twitter. We'll read those coming up in just a little bit. We'll also talk to the swimming and diving coach, Pete Hovland, as well in about, oh, about six, seven minutes from now. The Greg Campy show brought to you by Henry Ford Sports Medicine, the official team physicians for Oakland University and you. For more info, visit henryford.com backslash athletes but camp and, and we'll get into what's coming up this week and, and everything like that but uh thursday night purdue fort wayne uh, as we take a step back to that one you, you talk about shooting performances and, and and those kinds of things obviously purdue fort wayne uh jared godfrey a horizon league first team performer he, he shot the ball very well and I, and I know you were disappointed was the word that that you used in that just because you know we kind of allowed him to get going and then he kind of took it from there yeah and i you know, I when you're in, when you do what I do for a living, there's a lot of second guessing of yourself. Now, there's a lot of second guessing of everybody, but there's also a lot of yourself. And we we did not come ready to play. We did not. And as I look back on it, I kind of blame myself now. I, I'm not sure I was very good last week. Uh, you know, with what had happened in my personal life, and uh, you know, I wasn't even here on Monday, and and. Tuesday I was here physically, probably not mentally, and, and I probably did not do a very good job of preparing them. I thought my staff did wonderful and tried, but uh, it, it, we were not ready to play, and it, it was a critical loss for us, and, and I felt really bad about it. I felt bad for our fans. I, you know, just It just wasn't who we were, and then they played great too. Then they come out two days later, and Detroit beats them by 30. And it just, that made it even worse for me. You know, I, we just, first possession in the game, Godfrey got the ball and nobody even went to him and he just buried about a 27-footer. And uh, you can't let a player like that get going. And uh, it happened and we, I don't know, I can't remember a game at the arena in say the last 10, 12 years where we didn't have anybody play good. You know, normally, like if Blake has an off-shooting night, somebody else will pick it up. If Jalen's not going, Trey's going. If Trey's not going, Jalen. You know, there's always – that's that's why you want a deep team and with a lot of good players. 
But in that particular game Thursday, and Jalen ended up with 25 points or 27 points, but it was probably his worst game he's played healthy this year. Um, you know, when, when he's been healthy, he's been unbelievable. And, you know, he had eight turnovers. He, he turned it over late in the game, and we had a chance to – I think we had cut it to four and had the ball maybe. And, you know, it just uh, – we just – it was bad. And I was – I did – it was the first time all year I didn't feel good about our team and our chances. And a lot of that, I think, was the emotion of the week. And, and you know, I'm playing it off to that. And I, I think what happened at the end of the Cleveland State game got us back on track and got us back going in the direction we – Got to go. No matter what, as much as we'd like to say we won the regular season championship, it's still a matter of being in the top four, and we have a chance to do that still. Um, I, I'll be surprised if the regular season champion wins the Horizon League tournament. I just, I've never seen a league that is as competitive as. Never in our Division One, twenty some years in Division One, have we been in a league where. One through nine can beat anybody. And, it, and this year it's that way. One, one through nine. I mean, De Detroit's in ninth place, and they just beat Fort Wayne, who was picked to win the league by 30 points. Right. Um, Robert Morris, you saw what they did against us in the, both games we played. Now, can they do that consistently game after game? Probably not. They've got some holes. But for one game. They can do it to they, you. They, you know, you get in that tournament. and there's It's one game. Even if it's at home, the teams that are 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth can go on the road and win. I mean, Wright State's got to, you know, most likely will be in that 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth. They just took Youngstown at Youngstown to triple overtime and had it won. And uh, uh, Cole Hill made an unbelievable play. You know, I mean, it. it, it it's that tournament's going to be the craziest thing I think ever. And if it ends up one through four end up in Indianapolis, I will be shocked, really shocked. It literally will be a roll of the dice, uh, how, how that comes out. And, you know, matchups will probably play a small part. They usually do. Yeah, you know? I, I'm looking at it right now. If we get in the top four, who would we want to play? And uh, I don't think Michigan Dearborn's going to be in our tournament. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, no disrespect to Michigan Dearborn, yeah. but uh, kind of. You, you know. Well, you, you, you had some success against Defiance earlier yeah, this year. They, they won't yeah. be there either. I don't think they'll be there. That's yeah. the name I should have used. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, well, let's do this then. We will take our first break, and then when we come back, Greg Campy will be joined. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, Greg Campy will be joined by Pete Hovland, the legendary swimming and diving coach, as he wraps up his final season here for the Golden Grizzlies. We have your questions coming up, too, with the hashtag AskCampy on Twitter. All that and more. You are listening to the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. You don't have to play for the Pistons to be treated by the same doctors who keep the team at their best. I can't dunk in size 18 sneakers, but I can play 18 holes. I don't box out defenders in mesh shorts, but my hip is back in the game. I'm not a piston, but I'm running on all cylinders after back surgery. I am Henry. I am Henry. Henry Ford Health, official team physicians of the Detroit Pistons. And you. Visit henryford.com slash team docs. Here in Michigan, we're used to keeping ourselves busy all winter long. Whether that's enjoying mugs of hot chocolate by the fireplace or a late night of movie watching. 
and at DTE. We want to help keep that winter fun going while saving you money. With our online interactive home, you can find ways to save throughout yours, from your kitchen to your living room. Stay cozy and save. Head to DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. With OU Credit Union's Visa Signature Credit Card, you'll enjoy more cash back on the things you buy most. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. You'll also receive $100 when you spend $5,000 within the first three months of card approval. Open your Visa Signature Card today at OUCreditUnion.org and start enjoying the benefits of more cash back. Full details at OUCreditUnion.org. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Everybody, is that how you do it? <laughs> I'm not sure. I would never want to do that again. All right, I'm here with Pete Hovland, and yeah, well, that, that should be standing, really. So, for those Oakland people, they know and they understand what Pete has meant to Oakland University at 43 years. Um, he reti- he's retiring. He's got his last 44 years. Jeez, I'm sorry, Pete. It's not so easy, is it, Cam? No, 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 especially when you got people like me telling you when you're wrong. Um, 44 years. He's won, they've won 44 consecutive uh, conference championships, which is unheard of in, in any sport, anywhere, any time, any place. And I've, I've said this over and over again, and I truly mean it. Um, the g- single greatest coach I've ever seen, been around, or uh, been able to watch in my 45 years of, of be do- being a college basketball coach. And it, Pete, we came in a long time ago here. Uh, and what I really, first I want to ask you this. Why are you retiring? Because, you know, I've not heard anybody ask you that. So why? <laughs> it's... I mean, we need to know. Everybody kept telling me and asking me that question, and I kind of turned it around on people that I knew that have that have retired, and I said, "Well, you know, why? You know, like just like you're asking me right now, why?" And they said, "Well, you'll you'll just wait." Oh, hold, on, hold on, I'm not thinking about it. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. And they, and they and they they just say, "Well, you'll know." And uh, my wife retired uh, from the auto industry uh, last year, and she just tells me every single day that that this is the greatest thing that's. Uh, um, ever happened to her and and uh oh we both think that we're still kind of we've still both got our both knees and both hips and and so we have some are you time. pointing that at me for some reason <laughs> or what Cause um, i don't have any of them so uh but yeah so some traveling and and i just kind of knew that maybe that it was time for a new voice and uh maybe a new direction and and uh i just kind of got that sensation and feeling now's the time well, we got to hope there isn't a new direction because what, there's only one direction you've ever been in. So, 
Well, I, I had to kind of figure that out, you know, because yeah. that, 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 like you said, it is who I am. It's, it's been my whole life, and it's, it's, it's my identity, and um, that's going to have to change, and, you know, but uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, finding out what that's going to be and what it's going to entail. I want to go back to the early days. Um, it was kind of crazy, and we talk about this a lot when we're at a Super Bowl party or something like that, and we're sitting and talking and reminiscing and that. There were four, four guys, uh, Pete Hovland, Greg Campy, Tracy Huth, and Gary Parsons. Uh, we're, you know, we didn't have very many sports. We all coached a couple things, or we had other duties. You were in charge of the aquatics, right? I was yeah. the assistant athletic director. Uh, Gary, I think, was, no, Bob, the women's coach then came. Bob Taylor was uh, right. and like the tennis coach tennis, or something. Yeah. And I think Gary coached golf, right? Yep. And uh, so it, it was before Taylor got there, it was just the four of us. And the, the, the business manager was a, a young, a, not a young man, but an older man named Ron Forbes. And uh, we just kind of, you know, Paul Hartman was the athletic director. And while well, everybody loved him in that, nobody really kind of, you know, he was just kind of off on his own there. Nobody ever went to his office. <laughs> you know, we all, we all just decided we're going to do what we want to do. And then that old adage, ask, ask for forgiveness, not permission, right? Yeah, e exactly the way it was because, you know, we would ask, but there wasn't really anything there for oh, people there was, to give. There was no money. There was nothing. <laughs> no, right? there, was, no. I mean, when we say four or five people, the cubicles that we were in, I mean, the office, I, I had an office. You had a glass office that still exists today. It, it's still there that nobody ever gets to see because it's way back in the bowels of the building. But, um, you know, the, and Jane Bentham. Yeah. Jane Bentham was the office. Don't call her a secretary. No. Oh, she called her a secretary. She was come after you, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was the office manager. And, uh, you know, it was just us. And you're, we're running this Division Two athletics program that's winning everything with no money. And let's go back and talk about the pool back then, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you have this gorgeous, for 20-some years now, this Olympic-sized pool. But back then, you built this program in kind of a dumpster pool, right? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't uh, anything like what you what you see now when you go into the you go into the aquatic center. Uh, six lanes. Um, they're only about seven feet wide, so you can imagine um, thirty six guys in six lanes. Six guys a lane, and they're all six foot to six foot four, and their wingspans are you know swinging and hitting the guys in the lanes next to you into the head, in their heads and and uh, or up against the ladders and. Um, you know, our divers, we, we were afraid that if one of the divers missed a dive and launched himself, he was going to, on the three meter, he was going to carry the diving well and land right. on the pool deck on the far side. Uh, one of the things <laughs> I remember, um, you had a diver that was an unbelievable athlete. And when he would go up, he could have hit the ceiling, right? His, I mean, yeah. the first time I saw him, I was like, I thought he was going to kill himself because he yeah. was like, this close to the same. What was his name? Do you remember? Uh, Mark Hairston. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was it. And, and, and this uh, last year was the 100th anniversary of the College Swim Coaches Association. It's the longest uh, professional uh, coaching association in, in, in the country. Um, and I was on a committee to kind of pick some of these things. And, and, and no, nobody really talks about this, but Mark was the first black diver to win a springboard event at the NCAA championship. 
but it was Mark Harrison, and he had a wild side to him, and he loved punching holes up in the ceiling. Oh, he'd, it was, he'd double, triple mounts, and he'd get up I, there, and he'd I, punch I, holes in the ceiling. I'm and, not kidding you, because, you know, back then, I, my office was right next to Pete's, and I would walk in, and I would sit up on the balcony and watch your practice, and, and you know, there, it was just the, the four of us, so we, every, we did everything together, and... Uh, it, I mean, that kid was so athletic on the diving yeah. board, but it scared you because, yeah. as you said, you thought he was going to kill himself. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and uh, uh, But he, he, he knew what he was doing, and he was pretty talented, and it was, uh, it was evident. Here's another thing I'll never forget. We, we had such a bad budget that I walked in one day, and we're swimming, and they're cheering and yelling, go, go, go. And go, what the hell's going on? And you go, we're swimming Cal State Chico, right? Yeah. Oh, it, but, it, right. but it was on the phone. It was a telephone right? meet. A telephone meet. Yeah. No, swear to God. Yeah. We're swimming while they're swimming. And I'm like, if I was the coach, we'd <laughs> win every one because what, what time did you swim? <laughs> Oh, 57-6. Oh, guess what? <laughs> My guy was 57-5. I can't believe we won that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and uh, um, it was very unique at the time, and uh, we had a lot of people show up for that meet just because it was so unique. But we did it for a number of years, and it was my alma mater. Uh, so the, the head coach was uh, the assistant coach when I was swimming, and we beat him every year. And then Did you really beat him every year? Except the last one. And I say it's the last one because it was the last one for a reason. Because I found out, like you just said, <laughs> three-hour time Come on. Chico is outside in Northern California. And in February or January, it can be a little cold. Well, he would have their swimmers come in at, some of their swimmers come in at noon. You know, and uh, they didn't do it exactly. So they had more rest between their events. Um, and, and so when I realized that and, and whenever we would announce our times and they would say theirs, theirs were a little bit faster than ours on just about every event. And I went, wait a second. And I had to tell them, I said, okay, the, uh, the, 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 that's the end of that. We're, I'm not rela not I was not anymore. related to that guy. I want <laughs> you to know. Was, it might seem like I was, but I was not. Yeah, uh, the, old, the old telephone meet. That, yeah. was, that was something else. What else do you remember about those days? You know, it, it's like, you know, I don't want to say the Wild West, but, you know, it, it's just like we knew what we were up against and we knew, but it never seemed to bother us, you know? I mean, yeah, I'm sure we probably talked about it a little bit and, you know, said, oh, I wish we had this or somebody, you, one of your opponents or, you know, one of the schools you're competing against, you know what they have and, and, and stuff and <clears throat> knowing that we didn't, but we always found a way and there were always people in the community or people on campus that were always willing to help us. You know, you could ask, and they always said no, but they said, well, we're not going to stop you from trying to figure out a way to do it. Right. And, I, and I think right. that's probably uh, um, the, the thing that kind of, you know, spurred us on, and at least we knew then, okay, these are the ground rules, and, and uh, you know, we can still accomplish what we want, but we just we had, we had to go out and find the resources and the way to do it. And we were also dang competitive, and uh, we all got along so well. It was, it was just so much fun. I, I think of those days fondly, and I know I'll, I'll think about those days for a long time. And at your event last Sunday, Gary Parsons, yeah. Tracy Huth, yeah. we were playing a game. I couldn't have been there, but yeah. uh, they were all showed up. They, oh, it was amazing. Saturday was my last, my last home meet, 
and uh, the, the department kind of unbeknownst to me that we knew that it was my last meet and they were going to try to get some alums back, but uh, I thought maybe 25 or 30 people would show up. I didn't expect 250 to 300. And, that was awesome. Uh, so it was a special day, and, and to have Gary there and Dr. Winkler, Barry was there, and and uh, some friends that you know uh, that, that have been in our lives for a very, very long time, and, and to have... Uh, we had, I think, uh, my wife and Tracy were involved in it, and they had speakers, and uh, we had so many speakers, we had to, we had to cut it off and, and uh, talk about fun and, and, and hilarious, and, and we crying because of the stories they told, because they were funny, they were sad, oh, the emotions were all over the place that night, but it was, it was a great uh, moment and uh, something my wife and I will cherish forever. All right, we got only a minute or so left, but I want you to, you can go overboard because I want the true answer on this. The last question, okay? <laughs> you and I, you know, our relationship over the years, you know, all the things. Every time something goes wrong, you're in my office. I'm in your office. We, we bounce everything off against each other. That's probably what I'm going to miss the most about you on a beach somewhere. But so many times you and I talked about job openings and, you know, Michigan State called you. What do you? You know, you'd say to me, what do you think I should do? Uh, So-and-so, go back to California, wants you to come back there. And you never left. And I guess the people listening to this would probably like the real answer on why did you never leave Oakland? Wow. Um, there, there were a couple of things that, that kind of strung together over a period of time. Um, and it wasn't any one thing, but when, when Ernie and I got here in, in 1979-80, we won the national championship the first year we were here. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> and the next year, they came up second by about, I think, 7 or 11 points, right? And then Ernie Laff went back to California, and I took over the men's program. And I had won, been part of a team in Northern California that won four NCAA championships. Bakersfield? Cal State Chico. Chico. And um, I thought as a coach, young coach coming out, that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to win a a national championship with my team, not as the assistant like we had done the first year, but I wanted to win a national championship. That was my goal, to win it as one as a swimmer and and, and one as a coach. Well, I didn't know Ernie would leave as early as did, took over the program. We went through a transition like any time you do after you have a legendary coach leave took over the program and I had to find myself. I, I, the, the, some of the guys were, I don't know if I can say this on the air, but hard ass, you know, that was my nickname. And I was so tough on these guys. I probably overtrained them. Um, and and uh, we, we fell short a couple of times. And I went through a stretch of eight years where we were second in the country, second in the country, eight years in I a row. I lived with you. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and, and, and so that just kind of like just the fire just kept burning and, and, and until I got there and, and, and it was 94 when we finally broke through and we went, ended up winning four in a row before going to Division One in 97. And, and it was shortly after that that I, I met Lori and she's a Detroit girl. And, and uh, so that kind of, and then we went to Division One. We announced the move to Division One. And then we built that beautiful facility that, that I, I, I smile every day I walk into that pool 25 years later. And, and uh, uh, you know, really a fortune, you know, fortunate. And so I had that new challenge. I, Lori was in my life. We went to Division One. We had that new facility. There's no reason to leave. There wasn't anywhere else to go. And uh, um, so, um, so yeah, that, that kind of, you know, it wasn't one thing. It was kind of a series of things. But uh, 
here I am 44 years later, right? Yeah. Uh, let me say it one more time. The greatest coach I've ever known in my life. All right, we're going to break. Uh, thank you. Thank you, my friend. At Lincoln of Troy, we always put our customers first. And even with the current vehicle shortage, we're committed to keeping you one step ahead. If you plan to turn in your lease or buy a new vehicle within the next few months, now is the time to come in and place your retail order. Not only does it ensure that you get the vehicle of your choice, but you can save up to $1,200. It's still a great time to buy a Lincoln. And our goal at Lincoln of Troy is to make sure your next vehicle is ready when you are. Let us put you at the front of the line. They say one great thing leads to another, and that's especially true when you visit a Great Clips salon. When you sit down for a haircut with the skilled and friendly stylist at one of our thousands of convenient Great Clips locations, they'll not only make your hair look great, they'll make you feel great too. And that's something you can't help but share with the world. Download our online check-in app today and opt in to get a ready next text when you're up next. Great Clips. It's going to be great. You don't have to play for the Pistons to be treated by the same doctors who keep the team at their best. I can't dunk in size 18 sneakers, but I can play 18 holes. I don't box out defenders in mesh shorts, but my hip is back in the game. I'm not a Piston, but I'm running on all cylinders after back surgery. I am Henry. I am Henry. Henry Ford Health, official team physicians of the Detroit Pistons. And you. Visit henryford.com slash team docs. With OU Credit Union's Visa Signature Credit Card, you'll enjoy more cash back on the things you buy most. Receive 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. You'll also receive $100 when you spend $5,000 within the first three months of card approval. Open your Visa Signature Card today at OUCreditUnion.org and start enjoying the benefits of more cash back. Full details at OUCreditUnion.org. Welcome back to RJ's Pub here in Rochester Hills. It is a Greg Campy Show. He is a coach, Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule. Happy to have you with us. Tonight's Greg Campy Show brought to you in part by farmer-owned Prairie Farms. Dedicated farmers, happy cows, as Greg Campy knows, and real milk. Drink local with Prairie Farms. That's your favorite part of the show, right? Happy cows. Happy cows. Happy cows. That's what I missed. I didn't say, I'm the coach. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Next well, time. we got to work on your transitions yeah, and yeah. your segues and stuff like that. But you're off to a good start, Camp. Well, I had, a great, there, I had a great guest. Yeah, abso <laughs> absolutely you did. And uh, big thanks to uh, Pete Hovland for joining us today. But, Camp, it is that time where the, uh, where the people get to speak. It's time for Ask Camp. You ready to roll? Yeah, I hope they're about Cleveland State, not about Fort Wayne. <laughs> well, there's only one way to find out, Camp. <laughs> uh, our good friend Pittsburgh Marty. I know I won't get any cheesesteak hoagie shaming from you this week. What a great comeback on Saturday. Enjoyed watching every second. Oh, by the way, yesterday he sparked a whole debate about what a cheesesteak is and everything. Uh, question for you. Have you ever been on the losing end of one of those gigantic comebacks? And if so, uh, did you try to do anything to stop the momentum? How, how does that all work? Oh, yeah. I mean, nobody's coached that hasn't been on that end of the, you know, the wrong side of that. I mean – I don't care, Shashevsky to Bobby Knight to the greatest. You're, you're. The biggest one that I was ever involved with was back in the bubble. We were up 23 with the under four timeout. And uh, um, we won it, though, in overtime. Oh, okay. So we were down 23 points, and they tied the game. Uh, 
Northern Michigan. I'll never forget the game. And uh, we couldn't get it in. And that After that game is where I came up with the football play. You the know, run and shoot? The out-of-bounce yeah. were, were being pressed, and we put everybody out-of-bounce. Uh, and you run pass that's, pattern. That's yeah. wh right. That's where I came up with that because we couldn't get the ball inbounds. And we weren't. We were a really good basketball team, but we were a bunch of six foot five guys that could shoot it, not very athletic. And uh, um, we couldn't get it in, and we kept turning it over and turning it over. Another one that I, I'll never forget is we were up 18 at Pittsburgh with about eight minutes to go in the game. We were up eight in, with a minute to go in the game, and Travis Bader missed the front end of a one and one. And he probably, that's probably the only front end of a one and one he's ever missed. And then. And Drew Valentine got tackled. Well, you're, those that yeah, I mean, Tackled. you're in a power five, and that happens. You know that, and the fans were like, our fans got into it, their fans got into it, and they'd been quiet the whole game, and then uh, they just stole the ball from Duke Monday, you know, with two seconds or three seconds to go, and laid it in to tie it, and uh, that was probably one of the worst ones that I went through, just because we had a, another power five, uh, you know, feather in our cap, and we gave that away. Um, but it happens. It happens to everybody. Cleveland State's got to let it go, and uh, you know, and just move on. It's it's a, like I've said many times. You've got 20 hurdles in league play, and you got to take the next hurdle. Just like we're sitting here saying that you know this could propel us forward, and sure it could because it's a win. But that's not. We're not going to beat Green Bay because of it. We've got to go on to the next game and play. So I've seen it a lot of times. Been on both sides of it, um, uh, but. That was most special Saturday just because of where we're at in our season. And, and it, like I talked at the beginning of the show, how that play Townsend made, Keaton making both free throws. Osei Price, who's had a, a tough year, uh, I didn't realize watching it live what a play he yeah. made. I mean, he knocked that ball away, and somehow we got a, a, the ball bounced up instead of sideways. If it bounces sideways, it goes out of bounds. It's still their ball. And he was able to keep both feet in bounce and tap it back to Keaton. Uh, very, very smart, heady play at that time of the game. Just an outstanding effort. Jalen making the free throws. Uh, Keaton making the free throws, yeah. Yeah, the two free throws. The You know, we ran a play after uh, down. We were down five with, what, 12, 13 seconds to go. And we ran a play, and they executed it perfectly, and, and uh, Lampman made a three. And, Osei was in that play for the first. No, normally, we practice it with Rocket, a pitch back to the guy coming behind. And, and oh, that's the first time Osei's ever done that in a game, and he did it properly. And that, to do that is you got to pat him on the back. The, the little things make things like that happen. So, uh, More questions here with the hashtag AskCamp. If you want to jump in there, now is the time. MDFun89, and he asked, where do you rank the rally on Saturday? Uh, on its own in the annals of the program. We touched on it a little bit, but yeah. if you want to refresh it. Uh, it's one of many. Uh, you know, it's it's a great win, and it's something that this group of fans that were there, and, and you know, if you talk to the fans that were in the building uh, when we beat Youngstown that night in the conference tournament when uh, Lamp or Bader made the two free throws, um, you know, they'll talk about that when, when Jonathan Jones made the shot to beat Oral Roberts, when Jason Rizicki made a shot to win a championship to – you know, in double overtime to beat Oral Roberts in the last game of the year at home in our first season in Division One. I. I mean, there's just so many of them that you just, you know, as I sit here and talk about it, more come into my mind. So the people that were at that game will remember it, and these players on this team will always remember that. 
Uh, Craig Hanford on Twitter, uh, Chan424, asked, asked Campy, do you alter your game plan and your approach for a road trip when one opponent is struggling and the other is at the top of the standings from what you do as if both opponents were top contenders? Yes and no and yes and no and because yes it changes and no it changes let's say this all right let's go back a couple weeks ago we're playing a team that's ranked last in the country at IUPUI and we've got Detroit on Monday obviously the Detroit game means everything right and obviously I think my team's smart enough to understand who they're playing and and I did a really bad job of getting them ready for IUPUI. And we, because of a Jalen Moore miracle, we, we survived it. So we will not do that again this week. Uh, we're getting ready for Green Bay as if it's the championship game of the year. But I will say this, I've had the tendency to think that they're smart enough to understand they have to come to play and let's get ready for Milwaukee. Um, and I've been burned and learned my lesson. So, uh, the, and every team's different. What you do with every team is different. The leadership of a team, the mentality of a team as you prep. Um, we had a game recently where Smitty was in charge of the uh, uh, scout, and he puts the tape up, and then we don't watch the tape because he gets so excited and says some things and believes that the mentality of that team is they don't need to see this tape they just need to get motivated and so we do things different every every trip every game everything and maybe you know sometimes you when you second guess yourself maybe you should be more consistent maybe this I don't know but we we're always second guessing ourselves and we're always learning from our mistakes uh more questions with the hashtag ask campy Austin Davis who's in the house tonight says ask campy in the Purdue Fort Wayne game Kaufman their coach he got called Purdue up yeah, but it but it's oh, okay. something you have expertise in. Oh, okay. So you know you get to, you get to sound you know like you know what you're talking about here because you do. In the Purdue Fort Wayne game, Kaufman got called for a technical, and none of us right behind him knew why. Any chance you could shed some, shed some light? And as a guy who's gotten you know technicals in the past, how does you, that evolve? Usually, when that happens, it's it's because of something else. And I, I didn't hear a word either. I looked down and I said, I think I said to Smitty, "What was that for?" And uh, um, he had been begging for travel or something, and, and he was doing this, I guess, and the referee. See, you got to understand, in our league, we are not at the top of the totem pole when it comes to getting officials. I would wish we played every Friday and Sunday because on Friday and Sundays, we, you know, there's 140 basketball games on Saturday. Think about that, 140 college basketball games average on a Saturday. On a Friday and on a Sunday, it could be anywhere from 10 to 20, right? So the Horizon League is going to get ranked officials maybe a little bit on Saturday that, you know, we're on Friday night. We're going to get, uh, like we played at Northern Kentucky on Friday on a couple weeks or a month ago. And on Saturday, that guy was doing Ohio State in Minnesota or something like that. And so, though, that's why I like to play Fridays and Sundays because I, I think you'll get the highest level official. And so sometimes, though, the highest level officials will come in and 
the guy that called that technical does many, many Big Ten games. You'll see the guy that called that technical, if you knew his name, you would see him on TV on some of the biggest games. And sometimes those guys aren't going to take some things from coaches, and, and sometimes they will, and sometimes you don't know what the history is. You don't know, like, maybe the coach had him three games ago and the guy just had enough of him or, or the coach had enough of him and wanted to get, you know, there's you just the dynamics of it you don't know. I was as shocked by it as anybody when it was called because I didn't hear anything. So, but I've gotten a few of those. <laughs> okay, if I had somebody ask me about that before and then kind of like the it just in general with it and what I've seen, you know, from sitting next to you and hearing everything that's going on and things like that, like you can say things to the official, there just comes a point where they won't take any more of it, especially like you talked about, when it's the same topic. You can speak your piece, but when yeah. you keep going back to it, they've had enough like sometimes. That official, that official I'll, I'll give you some insight. That official that called that technical, just before the end of the half, there was a play, and I yelled at him about something, and he got mad. He came over, and he goes, Every time there's a call, I'm not going to take that from you. And I go, this is only the second time I've said anything to you tonight. And he looked at me and I go, so you've only made two calls? <laughs> and, he, and he got a little grin on his face. You know, and, and, he, and he goes, you know, I can't remember then what I'm, but one of the things you got to understand too is what's going on in the building. At our building, I can get away with a lot more because we're, we got fans that's loud. Some of these places we go where there's nobody there. And I, I mean, I, I got famous on the Internet this year because at Fort Wayne, I told somebody to shoot the effing ball, right? <laughs> and that, they heard that on TV, on ESPNU. And, and if I'd have said that in the arena, nobody would have ever known I said it. But because there was nobody at that basketball game, I got uh, Keaton Hervey's girlfriend came for Christmas, and uh, I had not met her, so we went to lunch. And she lives in, she goes to Missouri State, and her family lives in Alaska. And uh, she brought it up. She goes, because Keaton had the ball when I yelled it. But it wasn't him. I was yelling it at Osei. But so his family was watching the game. And now every time the mom and the dad call Keaton, they start the conversation by, did you shoot the effing ball today? <laughs> so it's amazing what nobody in the stands can do. So the officials know that. And if, if they know that I'm yelling at them and everybody in the place can hear exactly what I'm saying, they're going to not really have any conversation with me. But in a place like Michigan State or, you know, those places, you, you carry you have some really good conversations with them. <laughs> um, <laughs> last one here with the hashtag Ask Campy. This comes from Nick Lucido, who is also in the building today. And it's not a question camp. It's more of a statement. So we'll take your reaction to it. Uh, Nick says, Pete Hovland may have told you that he heard down the grapevine that retirement is the greatest thing ever. Don't you get any ideas, Coach, because you're not allowed to ever retire, ever. You know, the great Mike Leach, who, you know, uh, passed away this year, the, the pirate, the football coach at, uh, 
He started at Texas Tech, and that's where the, the – what was that offense called? The, the Air Raid. Air Raid, Air Raid, yes. the Air Raid offense. And all these assistants that he had are now – Sean McVay, the head coach of the Rams. And, I mean, he's got probably the greatest coaching tree ever, and it's all because they this new offense and passing the ball. And he got let go at Texas Tech, and then he went to Washington State. But one of the things he said, and I got to meet him, and, and I wouldn't say we were friends, but I just thought he's the funniest guy I ever met in my life. He said, every year that you're at a school, 50% of the people want you gone. And I started thinking about that, and I go, there can only be like one and a half people left at Oakland. I mean, after 40 <laughs> years. I mean... If you started, let's say there's 20,000 after year one, 10 after year two, five after year. So if he was right, I'm glad to hear that because you might be the only person that feels that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we will take our final break. And uh, when we come back, we'll take a look ahead to what is going on this weekend for the Golden Grizzlies. Remember, the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Pino Insurance Agency, LLC of Mimic Insurance. They cater to the educational market. If you're looking for affordable insurance and a knowledgeable insurance agency, go online to pinoinsurance.com today. That is P-I-N-O insurance.com. Coming back with the final segment of the show, it is the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Here in Michigan, we're used to keeping ourselves busy all winter long. Whether that's enjoying mugs of hot chocolate by the fireplace or a late night of movie watching. And at DTE, we want to help keep that winter fun going while saving you money. With our online interactive home, you can find ways to save throughout yours, from your kitchen to your living room. Stay cozy and save. Head to DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. At Lincoln of Troy, we always put our customers first. And even with the current vehicle shortage, we're committed to keeping you one step ahead. If you plan to turn in your lease or buy a new vehicle within the next few months, now is the time to come in and place your retail order. Not only does it ensure that you get the vehicle of your choice, but you can save up to $1,200. It's still a great time to buy a Lincoln. And our goal at Lincoln of Troy is to make sure your next vehicle is ready when you are. Let us put you at the front of the line. They say one great thing leads to another, and that's especially true when you visit a Great Clips salon. When you sit down for a haircut with the skilled and friendly stylist at one of our thousands of convenient Great Clips locations, they'll not only make your hair look great, they'll make you feel great too. And that's something you can't help but share with the world. Download our online check-in app today and opt in to get a ready next text when you're up next. Great Clips, it's gonna be great. We're live at RJ's Pub. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Happy to have you with us. Greg Hessen back in the studio. And, of course, the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Henry Ford Sports Medicine Team, the official team physicians for Oakland University 
and you. For more info, visit henryford.com backslash athletes. And camp final regular season road trip of the year for a team that's played a lot of road games and then wrapping it up, obviously, with four in a row at home. Um, you know, give us a 30,000-foot. Where are we at right now? How's it looking? Well, you know, we, we came into this, and the, the way I see it is we went to Youngstown knowing we had those road games left, and we felt that if we could win three of the four, uh, you know, we would be in a position to win the league. And we played great at Youngstown, just absolutely great. And uh, we didn't win. And, you know, they're a great – th- this Youngstown team is really good. They're probably going to win the regular season. If I was a betting man, I would say they would win the regular season. Who knows in our league the way things happen. But we played a great basketball game. We shot it. We guarded. Uh, It just didn't, you know, they won. We ran out of time. And then, you know, all this stuff happened on Sunday with my mom, and we lost to Robert Morris, then we lost to Fort Wayne. And so all those dreams of winning it, you know, went away. And now we've got to just go one at a time and do everything we can to get to that fourth place. But even if we don't, we've proven that we can beat anybody in this league. I do think that we're not built for a 12-game winning streak because I don't think we shoot it well enough and we don't rebound it enough. But we can shoot it on given nights. We proved against Cleveland State. Think about this. We played at Cleveland State on December 1st. We lost by 25 points. We gave up 26 offensive rebounds, and we were out-rebounded by 24. Two months later, we play them at our place, and we out-rebound them by seven, and we give up 14 offensive rebounds. So we know we can do it on a given night. And can we do it three nights in a row? Well, we won five in a row, so we've proven we can do that. So no matter what happens here, we're trying to build for that tournament because we know that's what the goal was. You know, the number one goal is win that tournament and go to the NCAA. We have two seniors that this is their last chance. They're very good basketball players. You know, Jalen Moore is one of the all-time greats at Oakland University, and we believe we can do it. So we've got to take these games one at a time, not worry about where we're going to finish or what we're going to do or who we're going to play or any of that stuff, and we've got to go beat Green Bay. And then if we could beat Milwaukee, we could get back maybe the Fort Wayne game, you know, because I don't think anyone will be a heavy, heavy underdog, probably double-digit underdog at Milwaukee on Saturday. So first we've got to take care of Green Bay, and then one at a time through the end of the season. When we talk next Monday night, um, we'll be talking about four home games, and even those we'll have to take one at a time. Uh, Camp, when you look at it too, and, and I've mentioned this on the broadcast, where – Jalen Moore has kind of gone on a, on a scoring barrage as of late. I think he's averaging, what, 27 points a game, yeah. I think, in his last six. Yeah, and I was yeah. going to ask you about that because I can tell by your face you're probably going where I want. You, ca- you probably don't want that, do you, to some degree? No, no, no. I think if you go back to before he got hurt, he had 32 against Grand Valley. Right. I mean, this was his year. When Smitty first started recruiting Jalen Moore, the first thing he said to me is, I found a point guard and he can really score. And that was, that was the first thing he ever said to me when I'd never, I'd never heard of Jalen Moore. And he can really score. So we've always thought he would be a scorer. And I told him, and he went into the year, I didn't want him to lead the country in assists. 
this is the year you needed to score the ball because I thought we were going to score 90 points a game. I thought, you know, I knew we were going to be challenged in the post. I knew we were going to, you know, so we had to outscore people, which I was 100% wrong on. And then he got hurt. And now he's back and he's healthy. And if you take his healthy scoring average, he's well in the 20s. Right. If you take the games that he wasn't healthy and take them all out, he's averaging well into the 20s. And it's what we expected from him this year. Do I want him to score? Look, I want anybody to score 20-some points as long as they're doing it within the amount of shots that it should take to do that. Jalen's big scoring nights are when he gets to the free throw line. When he shoots 15, 16 free throws, he's always going to be 25 to 30 points. Trey Townsend had a big scoring night Saturday. He shot 12 free throws. It's the first time all year that they actually started calling the stuff. You know, Trey gets fouled. Trey gets just the hell beat out of him because he's a little undersized in there height-wise, not physically. And uh, he shot 12 free throws because the, the call of the game was, you know, they were going so. I love it when Jalen scores that many points because normally it means he's been at the free throw line. And that is the strength of his game, right, because he's so dynamic and so with such a quick first step that that's, that's when he's cooking the best. Right, and going back to the games that he was injured and he didn't have that step, he never went to the line. Uh, kind of wrapping up the show here for the Greg Campy Show, and, and you touched on it a little bit because I did want to ask you about the, the Horizon League standings, and, and you made that mention where you, know, you, you haven't really seen – this before where in camp I, I brought up the point about I did the Horizon League podcast and, and they asked me you know who, who do you think you know who do you think is going to win the league title and stuff like that who thinks gonna win the tournament and, and I kind of made the analogy that that it's a it is literally a roll of the dice do you think matchups will come into play just certain oh, styles sure. and things like that absolutely and then home court and who's got who and and then you know I don't think you know, if I was allowed to gamble, um, I would not bet on the Horizon League. Oh, right. You know, because I don't think, I don't think you have any clue what's going to happen on given nights. If you would have told me that Detroit was going to beat Fort Wayne by thirty-five points, you know, I, I would have taken that bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might own both my dogs right now. I mean, uh, so I, I mean, I just don't think you can. You, our league. You know, the, I think COVID has had so much to do with this, the, the partial seasons, the older players, the transfer portal obviously is the number one thing, but I think COVID's had a lot to do with it too. Um, I don't think you can look through college basketball today and I, I just don't think you can look at it and it's not like it was. I mean, NIL's got a lot to do with that at the highest levels, but the game has changed. It's going to figure it out in the next couple of years, and then we'll start seeing some type of pattern. But right now, it's it's a wild, wild west. Real quick, and you probably can't give this answer justice, the, the game of college basketball right now, I heard it kind of, you know, some media people taking some shots right now with the state of college basketball. Maybe it's a better question for next week when you can expand on it a little more because I, I will be curious to get to get your thoughts. So I'll do that. I'll save that one for next week. Any final thoughts, Cam? Got about 40 seconds left. So you think I can't answer a question in 40 seconds? Not right. this question. There's a little, there's a little more of a complex question. No, because I want, you're, I want you to feel free to write. You you're know. probably right. Yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, the trip to Wisconsin is always tough. We've won both in the past, and uh, we need to win both this year. And we need to believe we can, and we need to go up there thinking we can. 
All right, Campbell, that'll about do it. I got to get some chicken and dumpling soup because it can't be said it's on him, so I'm not missing that opportunity. Don't think I was going to forget. Yes, a bowl, huge bowl, the biggest bowl that you have. Thank you very much on Greg Campy. So for the coach, Greg Campy, appreciate everybody camp coming out here tonight to RJ's Pub. Big thank you to Pete Hovland as well. Greg has some back in the yeah. studio. Thanks for listening, everybody. Well, see you later.